Hello there in podcast land and welcome back to Spoilers, a bad movie review show on the Rat Pack Podcast Network where we just have lots of opinions but zero credentials. Each week we watch a movie, usually a bad one, we crack a couple jokes, give your insight into the film, and play a couple games at the end. I'm your host Adam, I'm joined by the maestro. Hello everyone. And by Cowboy. Hi. This week. <laughs> so, Sorry. It's, no, it's fantastic. Uh, this week we have an audience request. <clears throat> uh, full disclosure. This is a friend of ours, friend of uh, Maestro and I, and I am I have very strong inclinations that Maestro put him up to requesting this. Don't put your hands up. People can't see you putting your hands up. <laughs> this is from 2005. It's called Death Trance. This is directed by Yoji Shimomura. Uh, also, by the way, apologies in advance. I'm going to mispronounce all of these names. Uh, this is starring... Taki Sagoguchi, Takasama, Takamasa Suga, Kentaro Sugal, Yuki Takayushi, and Honoko Asada. Whew, I made it. Here's a synopsis of the film, then we'll get into our Wait, thoughts we, of the movie. When you do something like that, we need one of those sound bites that has the applause. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did it. <laughs> uh, all right, here's a synopsis which I read last time at the end of the last podcast, just to give you guys a, a feel. An unknown time, an unknown place, without reason, with no future. His only desire is destruction. It's a good versus evil, and the awakening of an unlikely hero with an ultra-kinetic action to create the action spectacle of the year. I think it's safe to say that Cowboy and I have never seen this movie or heard of it, knew it existed. Uh, although I do know for a fact, the, yeah, death, death trance is what it's called. And uh, when I had trouble finding it online to watch, Maestro volunteered his DVD copy so that we can all watch it. So, and the reason why you think he had something to do exactly with. right. So, Maestro, you have seen this before. Yes. I have seen this before. Yes. When and why? I watched it because me and Gerald were hanging out one day and we saw that uh, the uh, we're, we're looking for like DVDs to watch. This is back when DVDs were actually a thing still. So okay. in the blockbuster yeah. era. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so um, we, we saw this movie on the, the case. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool looking. I'm like, all right, that sounds like a plan. Let's, let's grab this thing. It's only five bucks. All right. <laughs> so we did, we brought it home and then uh, I, brought, I invited a uh, jester over to the watch it with us. Of course. And it was all three of us. We were, we were watching it, and then we saw what it was, what it truly was. And it was something I don't even think I can use adjectives to say how I felt. <laughs> but, but we turned the volume down. Oh. Yes. And then it became the best movie <laughs> ever. Because what we did was we actually ad-libbed like they did for like science, Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, you're riff-tracking yeah. it. Yes, okay. and it was amazing. All right, so so watching could, it this time, could, did you could have you, the volume on? <laughs> could you have given us that version, <laughs> that recording? <laughs> no, because we I, I had to suffer through the beginning for the, that one too. So no. <laughs> Is that why the other day I text, "Hey, I still need to finish watching their movie." You're like lucky, meaning I haven't even watched it yet. <laughs> Wait, so, so previous to this, Maestro, have you seen the actual version? Or do you just keep muting it and making up your own movie every time? Oh, no, I watched it. <laughs> I watched it. And 
because we were doing it on the podcast, I watched it again with the actual like words and sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this originally was uh, not in English, and it was dubbed over. Ooh. Yes. And, uh, Maestro, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the voices, and I don't re- recall who, is, is towards the beginning of the, of the movie, he definitely did a voice in Skyrim. Like, Maybe, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it sounds exactly the same as uh, the guy from the Brotherhood or, or somebody. He was just very, like, I hear this guy's got a coffin. We got to go and get him from him. Or sorry, he grants wishes. It, it was, that voice was burned in my brain. Like, that's Skyrim. I don't remember the character, but that's definitely Skyrim. It's possible. I mean, most most voice actors have done uh, I don't know, ton, like I, at least like forty or fifty different versions for different cartoons or movies or something like that. Um, like for instance, you know, you remember Power Rangers, right? Yes, I do. Do you remember the the Asian actor that took over the Black Ranger? I didn't get that far. Fair enough. Once the Green Ranger um, became the White Ranger, I I basically stopped watching. No, they, they, that was when they showed up. The Black Ranger was always the Black Ranger. There's no Asian. The Asian one was the yellow one, which was racist back in the day, but it's okay now. Very true. But <laughs> what happened was uh, I actually did some research on why that was done. But anyways, that's not off topic. Okay. Uh, the, during, during the time when the Green Ranger turned into the White Ranger, there was also uh, the red, the yellow, and mm-hmm. the Black Ranger had to switch out. Okay. So they when they switched out, they were replaced with different versions to be more like uh, what, what do you call it, non racist? Okay. <laughs> I must have stopped watching right before they stopped being racist. Uh. Probably <laughs> because the the Asian person and the black person switched colors. Oh, hmm. yeah. Okay, that's how they did it. Yep. Anyways, um, but anyways, that the person that the the Asian boy, the Asian guy that plays the 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 Black Ranger in Power Rangers also is a voice actor. And he's been doing movies and cartoons forever. You guys are familiar with the anime Bleach? I've heard of it. It's actually on my list of animes to watch, but I haven't actually he's, watched it. His, he's the voice of the English version of the main character. Oh. He's oh. also done several other ones, like Trigun and other things. He's done tons of videos. Um, like, for instance, uh, Mark Hamill mm-hmm. doesn't just do the Joker. He does other voices as well. Okay. Voice actors, they are very talented, and they have different voices for everything. Yeah. When you say that Sky, that's the guy from Skyrim, I wouldn't be surprised. He probably is. Okay. Very good. I mean, most of the movies from the 70s martial arts films came from three guys. Yeah. So this is an interesting thing about dubbing for me, because I, I've started getting into anime recently, and I watched uh, was it Attack on Titan, and I watched the dub version, My Hero Academia, and... Uh, at one point, I tried – once the English ver- – uh, the dub versions caught up and I wanted to watch more, I started trying to watch the subbed versions. And the voices are so different from the English voices yes. that it, it's, it's confusing. It's searing, isn't it? Yeah. Like that's not – no, that's not the voice that I know. Why, why are you speaking yeah. in such a deep voice when he's talking yeah. in such a high voice uh, in, yeah. in the dub version? And uh, oh, that, that came yeah. across in this movie to me that a lot of the dubbed characters is like that – can't be that guy's real voice. Not even like close to what it sounds like in real life. It was, it was a little off-putting. Uh, but uh, before I get into my thoughts of the movie, I, w- I want to hear Cowboy's thoughts about it. Because I, I think of Cowboy and I went into this expecting something. And I, w- and I wanted to know how it played out for you as far as actually watching it versus what we thought we were going to be watching. 
You guys expected uh, something? No, I, I a mean, movie. <laughs> I. It's like somebody took a dozen eggs and cracked them into a bowl and just started scrambling them up <laughs> and adding a bunch of shit into it and scrambling it up and putting it into a frying pan and say, we've got an omelet. (laughs) 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 Uh, The the movie made absolutely zero sense. I mean, at least with five deadly venoms, there was a (laughs) storyline. There was something there. There was meat. This was just like, Hey, uh, I mean, half the shit in the movie was just thrown in there. You're like, what does this have to do with anything? Not a thing. You know, like, uh, okay. The hairdos, really? <laughs> it was so important. The hairdos were so important. It was like, it was almost like it was a live action anime they were trying to pull off. That came across very strong. Yes. This could have been an anime and it would have been the exact same movie. Uh, but, they, but with human people, it's like, you can't pull that off as a human person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I'll, I will say that a couple of the females in the movie were very attractive. Mm, yep, for sure. Very pretty, you know, like, did you, and you know, I'm not talking like their body or anything, like they were sexy, but their face was just something about it. It's like, wow, you're very pretty, you know? Yeah. And. Now you find out you kick ass too. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. It's like uh, whoever plays the Black Widow. I forgot her name already. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Like, oh, you're pretty. And then you also kick ass. That's double whammy. I was as lost in this movie as I was in Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> I would be more lost in this movie than Conan Barbarian. I don't know how you could get lost in Conan Barbarian. There was a storyline. There was a plot. No, this one there was not. <laughs> there was I, I, I jumped back and forth to see exactly what this is all. This movie is actually about. See, it's about a coffin. That's it. <laughs> that apparently is not very heavy. Right. Yeah. Because they take it all the way to the mountain and toss it into Sauron, and <laughs> they took it to the Nether Realm. It looked it looked like a Minecraft thing that they built at the end yeah, right. to get to the <laughs> Nether Realm. <laughs> I saw a porno one time that had a wind a door like that in the middle. It never mind. Yeah. Oh, the TARDIS. You talk about the TARDIS that the girl summoned up. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, that that may be what you use to get off okay. is Doctor Who and the TARDIS, but that's not my version of a porno. <laughs> when the little girl summoned up that door, I was like, "Oh, she's got a TARDIS." <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> like I don't understand the guy in white who ends up being the chosen one. Mm-hmm. I got that much. Yeah. Uh, is he, he beats up the monks? What he beats up the monks? He takes the the box. Yeah, the uh, coffin. The, the coffin, the chained coffin, right? And he's dragging it, and this girl's just following him. Where did the girl come from? Where? What does the girl have to do? Is she like the essence of? Yes, that's what I got from it. She she is the goddess of uh, destruction uh, personified outside of the actual coffin itself. But I thought the goddess of destruction was trapped in that. How could she get out? It wasn't open. No, uh, they explained in the movie you can't open it or she'll get out. How did a portion of her, an essence of her, get out? 
there's a trope like that that's been in most uh, animes and stuff like that in the past, where there's this entity that's like all powerful and stuff, but they uh, can't get out of a specific realm or something like that. So they have some sort of proxy that plays their will over the process. And this is basically um, the link that they have to whatever realm that they're trying to get into. It's been done before, but in this movie, it's very, very poorly put through. My guess, it might be through through to the translation, or it might just be a really bad movie. I don't know. I can't really tell you because I don't speak the language. But, um, yeah, the reason why the girl's there is because she's a, a connection to this realm. Now, the the monks that were um, yes. deemed responsible to guard this coffin. Mm. Yes. Um, who, monks, they, they explained it in this movie, they don't believe in harming things or killing or anything like that. But apparently they killed a hell of a lot of people trying to get to this coffin because they turned them into statues in yep. their yard. But, but they were never dead, though. That was the thing. I was about to say that. They weren't dead. They got turned into statues, still alive, obviously, because the statue's eyes were moving around. There was something I inside get that. Here. I get that. But they all die. All the monks die, except for this one who ends up dying after he gives the sword to this blood <laughs> guy. Die. No, he doesn't die. If he doesn't die, he should die. He, um, he, was, on, he was very close to death. He was knocking on yeah. death's door. <laughs> What are you talking about? He was the he was the one at the end of the mill movie. What? The guy with the white hair. That with was white him? hair. That was him. I thought that was a regular tattoo. No, guy. that that wasn't him. That was the other guy. No. No, that was the other guy, dude. The guy, the guy with the pomp. He died. Yeah, no, the guy that was walking around with the staff, the the pussy, the whole uh, time. Yeah, that was him. He. I don't know that how he got white, white hair. hair. He was always covered up. You know that. I know, but he wasn't the old guy that gave the younger guy who had the staff far less the sword. The old True. guy had a lot more tattoos all over his entire face. The guy yeah. that had the white hair had the same exact tattoo as the other guy. Yeah, so this pussy guy walking through the whole movie, monk, holding the sword and the staff that couldn't defend anything, um, he... He apparently he needed a um, a gingerbread snowman to throw to explode something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Adam knows where I'm going by, from. By Mrs. Claus, that she yes. got from. <laughs> yes, he needed some courage. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, this guy. <laughs> I, ha- did he not I, – I mean he got beat up a couple times or punched. Not beat up but punched and knocked down, whatever. But I, I, I just – it made no sense. All right. Here, here's my thing about the movie. I, I came into this very apprehensive uh, because to me it was a major movie. Although I know it's a Gerald movie. Gerald requested it. Thank you, Gerald, for your request. Uh, but based on the description of it and based on the poster that I saw of it – I was expecting a very major movie, and I was reluctant. I didn't watch it until today when we were going to record. I put it off as long as I could, and I put it on, and I was just gritting my teeth. And then the second a rocket launcher came out of seemingly nowhere, it clicked in my brain, oh, it's one of those movies. <laughs> you wait, it took you to the rocket launcher? 
Yeah, because up until that point, I was expecting a regular Maestro movie. And it's yeah, like, but this no, is before all the rocket launcher was the damn six shooter that he never had to reload. He shot like 15 zillion times. Yeah. No, 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 no. And before there was a rocket launcher at the very beginning, the one that the, the guy that I call Keanu in this movie. No, no, uh, James Franco. The James Franco character with a with a bouffant hairdo that has to have his sides parted. The first time we see him, he's attacking people, and then he pulls out a rocket launcher that he seems to assemble in less than three seconds and destroy somebody. But before he did the rocket launcher, he was going around fighting and shooting. Oh yes, yes. All the other guys, and he's using a six shooter, yes, a revolver, right? And he shoots it like ten or eleven times. Right, and up to that point, I'm thinking this is so dumb. But then the rock, yeah. then the rock launcher comes out, I'm like, oh, it's that kind of dumb. It's not just bad movie. It's we are making a crazy movie. <laughs> Where the hell did the rocket launcher come from? That's what flipped it for me. As soon as I saw that rocket launcher, guy, how did the guy in white all of a sudden? At the end of the movie, have that rocket launcher. Exactly. The, the first time it comes up, I know that's the kind of movie I'm watching. So now my expectations are way lowered, and now I'm able to enjoy it in a Were weird, crazy level. expectations ever high in the beginning? Well, lowered as in, this is a major level movie. And now it's lowered like, oh, no, this is not even, this is nothing. Did it bring down the Sharknado? Yes, it, it actually did. I I actually ended up enjoying this movie because as soon as I realized, oh, this is a bullshit movie and they know it's bullshit and they're just being crazy, everything after that point became hilarious to me. There were so many things. It was like, oh, that's hilarious. And it, it doesn't make sense if you put it in the realm of a real movie, but in the realm of this kind of movie – like a like a shoot 'em up. What kind of movie? Shoot 'em up or uh, the spirits, where it's it's obviously this doesn't take place in any reality. <laughs> then all the rules are now gone. So whatever happens, bring it on. And at one point, uh, I was watching with Annie, and she was trying to like piece together. Wait, who is that person? How are they involved there? And I told Annie, you you will never make sense of this movie, no matter what you do. Don't try to read into it. Just let it happen to you. And, the, and she kept trying to jump in. I thought that was the – stop. You can't. <laughs> There's no explanation. None of these are going to tie together in any real cohesive way. Just enjoy it for its ridiculousness. That's, that's This movie <laughs> definitely <laughs> happened to me. It, it, Thanks, yes. Gerald. <laughs> I don't say that very often where this happened to me. Now, you went past the fact of – I wish I had my two hours back in my life. Like, this is like, uh, I wish I could forget that two hours uh, of my life. It's not memory. See, this almost ranks into, and uh, not to compare another Asian movie to another Asian movie, but like Kung Pao, where uh, it's obviously a stupid movie. There's no way this is based in any reality. But knowing that, if I knew that going into it, there was going to be that kind of movie, I would have enjoyed the beginning part more. Because the beginning, as I was watching, I was expecting a real movie. And once I realized, oh, no, you're not making a real movie, I was able to appreciate it. So the first 10 minutes, I was already upset with everything. And then once that happened, like, okay, nothing matters. This movie, no, nothing in this movie matters at all. So don't uh, expect anything, and then you're just going to enjoy it. <laughs> I give you too much credit, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> because, honestly, in the f- opening monologue of the movie, when they're talking about a fucking coffin granting wishes yeah stupid i knew it was a stupid ass movie 
And it took you 10 minutes. It took you past that to realize, all right, this is what this kind of movie is. I knew in the first opening monologue that this is going to be one of those movies. But there's a difference between being a poorly written movie and then crossing that line to being intentionally ridiculous. If if, if, uh, the, the movies I have a problem with is when they're towing the line too much where it's here's reality and we're just kind of weaving back and forth. So this is real, this is not. This is real, this is not. This movie went, this is real, we're way over here, where it's nowhere near real. <laughs> but so at but that my point, question like, is, bring it up. Think, <laughs> you, my question to you is, how do you know or do you think that they were trying to make that type of ridiculous movie or were they trying to make a true, like, legit, awesome action movie based on the synopsis? Sounds more like they weren't trying to be ridiculous. They were trying to make it action movie based on synopsis it didn't make a goddamn lick of sense and it's hard to piece together well, what neither, they were trying neither, to describe neither, neither did the movie but yes it did not I, I couldn't tell you what anybody's character is and how they developed or what everything uh, it basically became just like where's the next gag coming in that's a good gag the, the only <laughs> thing the only thing in the whole movie that turned out to be like a aha was the girl that that was very pretty that fought really and had powers and stuff like that. In mm. the end, you realize she was an angel right. that had her wings cut off. That's the only part in the movie where it's like, ah, okay, that's why she was there to help make sure this guy became who he was destined and pro- uh, prophesied to become. Right. Which is the sword wielder. Which I thought was going to be a tattoo the entire time. He was going to have to find his will and eventually find his strength and then eventually be able to wield the sword. I thought it was going to be that too. But then when I thought about it, I was like, if it is, that makes this movie even way more stupid. Yeah, but see, I'm already in the, uh, in the mind frame of this is stupid. So bring it on. Let, him, let this guy that can't fight for a lick get the sword and all of a sudden know how to fight. And, and to, to compare it to the anime uh, I was referring to earlier, uh, My Hero Academia, I thought that the tattoo guy was, was Deku and the sword was going to be his all for one. Eventually, he got his powers and now he can wield them. And it was going to be like, there's no way you're going to be able to defeat this person because you suck. But with a sword, you can. And based on the movie I thought I was watching, like that would make sense in this movie. <laughs> so, so crazy. Um. One part of the whole movie that bothered me, which I guess now it makes so much sense realizing that this is a fucking joke of a movie, was the <laughs> the stomach gurgling throughout the whole movie of the guy in white. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, it was just to show that he's hungry and he hasn't eaten in a long time. So instead of him just be acting famished, there's like your stomach's making this noise like it's hungry. Sorry, my stomach makes that noise when I'm overly full as well. Oh, right. And I think the running joke in there was the fact that every time he was about to eat, the little girl would eat everything instead. So he never actually got to eat while the girl was eating everything. Which, by the way, what the fuck were they eating? Those animals were not – those weren't chickens. <laughs> They're not any kind of real animal. They, they were some sort of – It was like a hog guinea pig. Weird. It was it – And it looked cooked and then he goes to bite it and it's alive and it starts attacking him. Like, did the little girl make that happen? She did. This is actually something that uh, Annie brought up at the beginning, which I laughed at her like, Annie, shut it down. You're being crazy. Uh, when, when she giggles, she brings people back to life. Uh, 
because uh, at the beginning scene where he's at like that little, I guess that bar area, the first time we see the white guy come up with the coffin, the, the coffin, the, the white guy, uh, the Keanu Reeves character, which I call him, uh, he comes up and he orders the food and the drinks. He orders milk for himself. And then I guess the girl drinks some whiskey. Uh, and then <laughs> they, he fights all these people off. She starts laughing, drops a plate and all the people he just defeated come back and attack him again. I didn't catch on to that, but Annie did. And so it's like, and then later on she giggled again and people came back to life. Like, Oh, I think she's bringing him back to life. I'm like Annie, you're overthinking this movie, <laughs> but I think that was actually correct. Let's go to the sword shotgun that apparently <laughs> has 57 rounds of ammunition in the handle of it. Yes. Well, to be fair, he's using a super. Uh, so he had unlimited ammo. Okay. okay. So he's 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 uh, pressing left and right bumper at the same time. At the same time. Yes, exactly. He, his light- is, that, is that a void arc or is that solar? Uh, that's got to be a power weapon. I think that's a power weapon. He must be a hunter. Because uh, that's the hunter power. You keep shooting over God. and over again. I need that weapon. But I, I had a prediction earlier too because the whole time you see he's fighting with the sheath on his sword. And I was telling Annie at, at one point he's going to pull the sheath off and it's going to mean I'm, now I mean business and he's going to kill a bunch of people. I did not expect it to be a rifle in that sheath. <laughs> they, that scene they tried – I mean I – I knew that once he pulled it off and I saw those barrels, I was like, all right, here we go. He's doing the whole behind the whoosh, yep. whoosh, through the leg shots and blah, blah, blah. And all that stuff. I mean, it was entertaining. Uh, see, and that's I, it. I think because at this point I already consider this a comedy. I was enjoying <laughs> all of them. Uh, I, I think if you had switched your brain to this is a comedy movie at the beginning, I think you would have enjoyed it more. Because <laughs> that guy was ridiculous for a lot of reasons. First of all, he, he was punching a lot. <laughs> Never got tired. Yeah. But then when he got tired, he was like, oh, here I go again. And then he just went back at it. <laughs> well, his eyes would glaze over red too. Yeah. He's about to die. <laughs> That, that guy was fun. He, he was fun because he, he seemed to almost understand, I should be dead by now, but okay, here I go. And keep fighting. <laughs> like, it, it, he, the only thing missing was him look at the camera and be like, really? And then keep fighting. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> that would break the fourth wall. <laughs> this is not Deadpool. No. <laughs> uh, so, so, okay, so we have, we have swords. We have six shooters, apparently. Uh, we have, we have uh, a rocket launcher. Rifle guns, rocket launchers. Hold on. The rocket launcher is not just a straight rocket launcher. This thing likes to zigzag through trees and hit the guy. Yeah. Yep. It's a homing rocket launcher as well. Apparently. But then also there's these um, nightsticks or nunchucks that are also guns <laughs> at one point. They look like nightstick guns. Yeah. <laughs> Which was interesting because he never got hit by one. Those are Tomfas. Tomfas, okay. And the, the way that the people are wielding them when he first <laughs> encountered them, uh, the buttons are on the top. And then at a certain point, he comes around and then now he's holding it like an actual gun. And you still see the buttons on the bottom, so there's no way he'd be able to fire them. <laughs> that was just a weird little thing that I noticed. Uh, and let's see. Hmm. 
I took so many notes because I just started putting all the ridiculous things that I saw in the movie. Also, the uh, the angel, the angel girl that had fallen. We find out later. The first time that he encounters a tattoo, he he's talking to her, and oh, you got that that sword there. And as he's talking to her, he she disappears and appears behind him to talk to him some more. But from his perspective, he was making eye contact the entire time. So did he see her and then hear the voice behind him turn around and she's there? It's not supposed to matter. But it was, it was a... Ugh. That, uh, I'm thinking about the spiderweb guys. Yeah, the spiders. Yeah. The... the <laughs> The like bed spider vampires, the bed sheet spider yeah, right? webs, <laughs> the spider vampires. He gets bit by them, and then all of a sudden his eyes glaze over red. He becomes in the death trance. Oh, is that what that I, means? That's what I figure. That's what ah, it means. I was trying to figure out what the hell that name meant. Because once he's about ready to die and he's attacked, he gets this trance, and it's like, whoop, superpower. Left and right bumper at the same time. Blah, 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 blah. And then he starts biting them and ripping their neck open. And then after that scene, he's got all this blood on his his outfit, right? Yeah. That he's wearing. But nothing on his neck. Nothing dripping down. And he just goes. Yes. And he wipes his left neck and wipes his right neck. And he's good to go. Totally fine. Yeah. After he's thrown up blood several times, he's like good to go. It's like. I don't. Yeah, no. Like the thing about is, is this: these are movies that have been made from, let's say, mangas or comic books. Um, most of the time, those films, the storyline or plot, never follows through or is very rarely uh, tangible in movie so, form. Yes, in movie form. Yeah. So I believe this is the reason why the plot is pretty much bunk in this film. Because they're trying to put maybe probably like 70 books into this one film. Yeah. I think yeah. this would have been better as a series. I, Funny you I should com- say that. Oh? I completely understand you on that. Funny you should say. Uh-oh. It's been turned, or actually it wasn't turned. It was created from a manga. Right. Or a no, comic. Yeah. But like I'm talking about like a, a TV series. Uh, oh. Instead of making this movie a two-hour movie, if you would have stretched it out, uh, as long as it maintained the same we're being ridiculous uh, vibe out of it, I would watch that <laughs> series. <laughs> if they tried to make it serious, I, 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 would, I think I'd be out. <laughs> the ending was the worst for me. Which, which, which part? The fact that he came um, back to life? No, he wasn't back to life. The he was petals. dead, but it allowed him to get up to heaven. He wasn't alive. He was dead. It was complete. He came back so he can get up to heaven. Because he's uh, dead, now he can go up to heaven. No. Hmm? Where the angels were. No. no that was the, he wasn't the, alive. That was the goddess that went up to heaven. Yeah. The goddess. the goddess was up in heaven, but the guy the goddess killed came back because the the angel girl and tattoo face guy with now the white face or white hair yeah. were standing there. And then all of a sudden the guy that was in white that the goddess killed yeah. comes back and goes whoop, up to heaven. Yeah. I don't take it as he was alive. I take it as now he's an angel. He can go up there and defeat her. Oh, because he's not allowed up there unless he's dead or an angel. 
Interesting. See, uh, and I, I told you guys before we started recording, after watching this movie, I, I went to go watch The Matrix. Because uh, this reminded me of The Matrix. Because especially at the end, the way he flew up was the exact end of The Matrix. And I started seeing connections, especially because I, I labeled that guy as Keanu. Uh, at a certain point, he had a face that was very Keanu Reeves. It's like, oh, that's Keanu. He's the one. He's Neo. <laughs> and then he had to die to come back. And then he flew up to heaven <laughs> to now take on uh, all the Agent Smiths up there. Is the vibe that I got. It's like, I need to watch The Matrix. Uh, and it, it was... I, that does make sense. That he did have to die, I guess, in order to do that. Because he definitely died. We saw him die. Yeah, yeah. He, he got stabbed in that black fight uh, with the rose petals and blood and I, Which I actually thought the cinematography and the uh, design of that was pretty interesting. That when she got cut, she was bleeding. And it wasn't like this grotesque blood or anything. But it was like rose petals. Because when she first appeared, when the coffin was open... She was very, like, aura glamorous, like, yes. you know, like the sun rising and, and stuff like that, you know? Right. She looked serene and beautiful. like Angelic almost. Yeah. She didn't, like, strike me as the goddess of destruction. And at one point, they even referred to her as the devil. So in this world, she would be the Lucifer, uh, the angel that fell from heaven. So she would look angelic but still have evil intent uh, to then take down all the angels. So yeah. there's parallels that can be drawn there, but then you're again trying to over-explain this movie that doesn't have much. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> to give it some kind of substance. Right. <laughs> the problem is you can't give something that with substance. That substance. You can't give substance to something without substance. I, I'm trying to give it some credit. <laughs> I don't know, Gerald. I don't think he would appreciate Cowboy talking shit about his pick, although I'm pretty sure Maestro put him up to it, you know? So uh, I just don't want to, you know, make enemies with somebody I don't know. Well, first of all, man, I wasn't the one that said anything of the sort. You um, were the one who owned the movie. <laughs> How do you, you, even told, you even told the story about you and Gerald and Jester watching this movie. Yes, but so I was. I was. Cheryl got the idea. <laughs> Technically, well, if that's I blame the you, Maestro. I blame you. So basically, you're telling me this is like a Maestro pick from 20 years in the making. Yes, yes. you've been con. working on this for 20 years. <laughs> it took you that long to die. Go up to heaven and request this movie. <laughs> and now you're back. But also, to and be we, fair, we appreciate you being back. If if Gerald uh, does listen to the podcast at all, he requested this to have us rip it apart. <laughs> There's no way he thinks this is a great movie. This is not his top ten. My my biggest qualm <laughs> with you taking requests from listeners and putting them to the front is I really believe they purposely try and find the worst movies. To make us watch. Absolutely. Doesn't make me want to do the show. No, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just like it, it gives that instant reaction where if we have a listener request, it's like eye roll. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I think that they're, you know, I mean, they're trying we to do bad they're, movies. Yeah. 
they they want but us to suffer. They want us to suffer is what's yeah, happening. But there are some redeeming qualities like in Sharknado. Like, you know, it's like Yeah. Like remember uh uh Sea Salt, our Aussie friend, our listener, he's always he? giving us horrible movies to watch. And if, just like you were saying earlier, uh Cowboy, he requested Master of Disguise, which literally almost made Hollywood quit the show. He came on and was like, I don't know if I can do the show anymore, guys, after watching this. <laughs> I was not on that episode. Yeah, I would say thank God, except for the fact that I had watched the movie before. Yeah, I even knew about the show, or the show was even started. You know, yeah, I I watched that one uh, younger days and being thinking what I don't, I don't remember how horrible it was to rewatching it after spoilers goggles, and then it became just hurtful. Uh, <laughs> But let's talk about the uh, the James Franco character, as, as I call him, the the guy with the 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 bouffant hairdo and then slick back sides. Uh, who, who's he was kind of like a weird merc kind of guy. We we don't get much backstory on on, on this person, but we he's, don't get much backstory on anybody. That's true. <laughs> but he just appears and he's like a badass. And the dialogue with him and Tattoo, I I. I it was it was fun because Tattoo is obviously just an, an idiot. I don't know why he got sent on this quest, but the, the the back and forths were entertaining. How about the first scene that James Franco characters was in? That guy standing there with that huge extended kitchen knife. Yes, uh, that thing is. It's like a Ragnarok. Okay. Uh, from FF7. Well, hold on, <laughs> that guy needs to be bigger to wield that thing. Hmm. I mean, you need like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type dude or the rock yeah. type size guy to wield that thing, even with the two hands that he was using it with, which was weird because I didn't see a grip on the blade part that he was holding on to to wield it. You know, I didn't see any kind of yeah. slot where he could put his hand through or anything. It was solid. So how is he holding on to it? To, no. Yeah. Well, that's why I died the continuity so sucks. No, he, he died quickly because he didn't know how to wield the sword. He, he thought. You see me standing here with a sword, I'm out. But no, we're going to fight and I'm going to die. <laughs> and, and this is, this well, is... he, d- he did not add the correct mods to that weapon. <laughs> yeah, and, and this is where the rocket launcher first comes in. He kills all those people and the one guy he lets run away. And then he, he pulls out the rocket launcher and then <laughs> sidewinders through the trees. <laughs> where the hell did the rocket launcher come from? You did see for a second he was fidgeting with something. So he was putting it together. <laughs> well, no, you saw him put it together because it was blatant. It was like, I'm holding up this tube. I'm yeah. holding up another tube. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love that scene because it's when it switched for me. I'm like, okay, we're not making sense anymore. <laughs> It didn't switch for me there. <laughs> it just solidified how ridiculous I thought this movie was before. <laughs> I watched the first 20 minutes of the movie three times. Oh, no. <laughs> because the first two times, I really wasn't – the first time, I really wasn't paying attention. I was playing a game on my phone. Okay. The second time, I fell asleep. The third time was today. Okay. And I will be honest, there was a couple parts in the movie 
where I nodded off and realized, oh, shit. But the movie that was playing in my head when I nodded off was so much better than what was on the TV. <laughs> because I had to rewind it a little bit to go, did that really happen? Oh, no, that was in my head. Shit, that made more sense than what was up here. <laughs> so I also like the running gag. Uh, I'm calling them gags now because, like I said, this is not a real movie. Uh, this, <laughs> the, uh, so we have uh, Tattoo is trying to get the coffin from Keanu Reeves. Uh, he then tattoo meets up with James Franco and now they're both trying to get the coffin and then James Franco takes the coffin from Keanu Reeves and then, uh, he gets taken out by the angel girl and now tattoo and Keanu Reeves are trying to find the coffin together and <laughs> it's kind of, we're looking for a coffin. Oh, uh, you want to help me find it? What do you mean? I lost it. Oh, are you the guy I'm looking for? Yeah. I guess we could be friends. It was weird. <laughs> kind of, they became friendly for no apparent reason. You're the guy I'm supposed to be hunting, but now let's just hang out. And then he ends up meeting up with the angel girl, and then they're fighting, and then Franklin comes in and just steals the coffin while they're fighting. <laughs> it's just kind of weird, like, I got the coffin. It was like that movie Rat Race. Okay. <laughs> or, or it's a mad, 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 mad world, which... Oh. A mad, 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 mad world is what Rat Race is. It's like the New Age. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, I've seen both <laughs> those movies. It's it's like that, but yeah, anime live action style. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> Where's the Roadrunner? <laughs> Wiley Coyote in this. <laughs> I think Wiley Coyote is tattoo. I think uh, that's, okay. <laughs> that's that guy, and everybody else is a Roadrunner. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll Foxy him. Uh, let's see. Closet Tardis. Oh, I got this unlimited ammo sword rifle. I got that. We took, talked about that. Uh, oh, the, the tattoo guy at the end. After after the Keanu Reeves brings out his rifle and kills out everybody, and then we see Tattoo come in, and the first guy he encounters, he almost dies. <laughs> it's like, you're not, you, you, there's no way you're going to be the hero. He actually pulled out that a sword and chopped one of the guy's heads off. Yeah, so he barely killed that guy, and then the second guy he was struggling with, and then I guess he eventually defeats him. What happened to his sword? I don't know. It almost seemed like he was whacking him with it, but nothing was happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't unsheath it. That was the problem. I mean, so after he, after he killed the one guy with the sword, cutting the head off, he sheathed it and. No, the sword that he had, he got from. Uh, Franco's body. Uh, Franco was like, he was tied up in those bedsheet webs uh, <laughs> that he was tied up in and he took his sword and he's like, just leave me. And then so he takes his sword and then he goes off and he kills that guy with it and then he comes back again later. It just was... <laughs> that, that, that whole scene right there with the spider webs and stuff reminded me of a wrestling match. They, they definitely they had wrestling moves. They were yes. bouncing off it. <laughs> He did. He did a clothesline on one of the guys for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then the white, the, the way that the two guys became the spider, jumping on each other's back, and now we have eight legs. It's like, oh, oh god! <laughs> and, 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 and I did like the tattoo guy. No, not tattoo guy. Keanu Reeves mm. was trying to climb up yes. the spider web. <laughs> he couldn't. <laughs> He tries, he fails, he's just like, all right, come down here. Let's fight. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of lines like that where it's like, 
to me, it's clear we're being funny. We're, we're having a good time with this because it wouldn't make sense in any other movie. Uh. It didn't even make sense in this movie. No. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I will never watch this movie again. Okay. <laughs> but at least whenever somebody ever brings up this movie, I can say, oh, yeah, I've seen it. Uh, spoiler alert, nobody will ever bring this up. <laughs> I think there's maybe three people that have watched this ever before us, and that's uh, Jester, Maestro, and Gerald. <laughs> I beg to differ, my friend. Oh, is that right? Is there a following for this? So, so yeah. I'm going to say they're total, um, uh, you know, what they made in the whole world on this would be five bucks because Maestro spent it. <laughs> that one on this movie. <laughs> Just to let you know, this has got a following. Really? Mm-hmm. People in your world, uh, in, in your circles, have seen this? Outside of uh, the three that what you... What are you talking about, Adam? You liked this movie too, didn't you? Well, I, now, yes. But before this, I never heard of it. So, Oh, uh-huh. so, so now there are four fans, is what you're saying. So, so are you saying now that he's watched it once, he's a fan of it just because he found the ridiculousness in it? And was able to laugh at it. Well, Doesn't mean he's going to follow it and be like a cult leader of the death trance. No. Well, think of it this way: this movie uh, was made from a car, from a car, from a comic like Batman. Mm-hmm. So okay. this is yeah, not like Batman. No, I, no. I get I that. I get that, but it's not like the Transformer movie where there was like Michael you know, Bay? Uh, yeah, it's not like it was a Transformer movie where like I. I was so entranced in the movie and watched it so many times because growing up, I played with transformers. I watched the cartoon and had yeah. that. Well, yeah, you know? but that's you. But how about all those people that have read the comic, grew up with the comic and finally get to see the movie. They need to get a life. <laughs> so say the transformer fanatic. Oh, I stopped. Dun, dun, dun. Shots fired. I play destiny too. Now <laughs> I moved on. All right. A maestro. Uh, yes. In, in your best explanation, mm-hmm. can you please try to define this world? Okay. This world is uh, spaghetti western with um, post-apocalyptic uh, tendencies. Okay. So uh, the fact they have swords. Yes. And guns. Yes. Rocket and launchers. And motorcycles. How do those all fit in in the same world? How is that possible? My My take on it is this. It's not put in the past. It's put in a post-apocalyptic future. Okay. That's my take on it. All right. It's, it's a weird world to try to understand. For well, sure. yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, this whole entire film doesn't toe the line with any reality whatsoever. No. No. There's gods, demons, motorcycles, grenade launchers. <laughs> This looks like a martial artist's like pipe dream, dude. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of things combined into one that do not belong together. But for the sake of this movie, it, it works in the way of humor. That's that's all it comes down to for me. This this, this they movie need to make a funny. video game out of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> it would make so much more sense <laughs> in a video game. Well, not if they, everyone dies. No, but you could switch your weapon from a rocket launcher to a six-shooter to a, uh, a sword 
rifle to an actual sword and you can get an exotic sword and your vehicle could be a motorcycle and you can instead of opening up chests it'll be a coffin and uh, <laughs> see it's it's kind of uh, a little bit of uh was it is azeroth is that the uh world of warcraft world Azeroth is the World of Warcraft. Sephiroth is the Final Fantasy character. Yes. Azathoth is an actual character from a book of demons. Okay. So in the world of Azeroth, uh, if they were trying to make this a reality, you would have the gnomes that would build the motorcycles and the grenade launchers and the pistols. And then you'd have the, the, the high elves that are believing in the gods and whatnot. And then you would have the, uh, the Terrans or, or just the humans, I guess. Horans. No, the, the, who are the human? The human race is just the alliance. Oh no, they're just they're just humans. Just dude. humans. Yeah, they have the swords. Uh, so something tells me you played alliance. Uh, I, I did half and half. Liar! I was you an, just said everyone from one side. I was an undead rogue at one point. Tarns. Huh? I was an undead rogue at one point. That was my oh. that was my best character. Mm. Where I had the blades of. Uh, oh no! In Hellfire Peninsula, the guy. The, the twin uh, jade-looking blades, the demon, the giant demon guy. I know you're talking about. And you're not going to help me? Nope. Okay. Do you know? <laughs> Can you summon the name? Illidan. 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 Yes. I See? feel like. Would you feel better now? I do. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> if, if I was in the state that I'm in now. The death trance? Watching this movie. <laughs> This movie might be better. I, I guarantee you, it, it's a frame of mind. Some, some, no, some of these movies I really need to drink as much as I'm drinking now to watch them. They honestly, might be to, better. Honestly, I find that the movies we watched in our past <clears throat> never really hold up. I mean, of course, there are some movies that hold up, but some most movies don't. It's true. This is one of those that never will hold up, but. It is pretty to look at. How uh, how does this hold up? It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Okay, you're making my point right now. This doesn't hold up. But in the beginning, rewind to the beginning of this podcast. All right. Okay. This movie was right, so ridiculous. To <laughs> Touche, my friend. Touche. You said this movie was so ridiculous back in 2005 when you rented it that you. Mystery Science Theater 3000 it to make it palatable. <laughs> yes. And you're going to tell me it didn't. It didn't even hold up back in 2005 when it was made. <laughs> no more. Well, think of it this way. Think of it this way. Cowboy, think of it this way. Adam didn't do that, and he likes it. It didn't hold up. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't it's, it's palatable now. Adam was doing that in his head. Yeah. In his head, he was the guy with the. The, the freaking bubblegum dispenser on top of his head because that's how I see Adam, you know, you know, putting his two cents in. Yeah, I do every now and then get myself to some sticky situations. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah. We're not talking VR, are we? No, oh, no. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Huh? What? So, so in in your mind, Maestro, since this is your, uh, I guess, 
brainchild of a pick for us, even though Gerald's well, picked it. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Not my pick. I never even <laughs> thought about doing this. This is all on Gerald. Okay. W- what would you classify this movie as, as far as genre? <sighs> Fiction, fantasy, apocalyptic, uh, Western. Okay. Fa- yeah, so uh, Western... F- uh, high Western fantasy apocalyptic film. Yes, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. First thing to me is comedy. It's, it's a comedy first, and then whatever other genre you want to put onto it. Because there's no way they were trying to make a serious movie. And if they were, they failed, and I liked it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like okay, Zombieland is a zombie comedy, right? Yeah, okay. So this would be like a dubbed foreign... Like uh, martial art comedy. Martial art comedy, I think, is, would probably be the best thing. Because you think about like Shaun of the Dead and uh, Hot Fuzz. Those are, uh, I, I guess, horror suspense comedies of some kind. Yeah, yeah. So this would be a martial arts comedy for me. The same way Kung, Kung like, Pao is a, a martial arts comedy. This would be like Five Deadly Venoms comedy version. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but throw... But throw a rocket launcher and a six shooter and a sword rifle. Right. See, but the, the, th- the difference is I think that Five Deadly Venoms was trying to make an actual legit martial arts movie. I don't think they were trying they were. to be funny. This they one, were. This one, I guarantee you, they, they had to be trying to be funny. There's no way that all that comedy slipped in under the radar. Well, that's why I said this is a Five Deadly Venom comedy Got version. Okay. Where Five Deadly Venom <laughs> had an actual storyline – that even though the movie, besides some of the fight scenes, was ridiculous, the storyline was there. I was able to follow a storyline. This, you, you would get through one scene, and then the next scene would be like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything that has happened so far? I do like the fact that they injected rock music into the fight scenes. That just took it to a different level. That so, made me think of Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone lists, any of the listeners are interested in the music that was in this film, the band's name is Dirt and Gray. Yes. That was going to be in the trivia. All right. Really? Yes, it was. No. In fact, it My was, sister's a fan. Okay. So, so was that in the original, you think? The, the non-dubbed version was that same music? Yes. That's awesome. Dirt and Gray is a Japanese band. Fantastic. All right. I think we're at the end of the movie here, guys. Is there anything else to talk about? Uh, no, I think we've pretty much destroyed the movie. <laughs> or lifted it up. No, 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 no. You're giving Gerald too much credit just because he's your friend. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Gerald, we appreciate the uh, request. Yes, thank you. And- if you make another request, we're going to have to scrutinize it before it goes to the top of the list. Right. <laughs> I have no say in that. It's all Adam. Sorry. All right. So like I said, at the top of the show, we have lots of opinions, but zero credentials. Now we're going to hear from people who actually have credentials. In this case, only the audience. There are no top critic reviews, so we will not be what? guessing that. The critics no. didn't even hear about this movie? Apparently not. The films, it's films overseas. It's very rare that you actually get a critic review unless it's from like at least Sundance or something of a high credential. This is like a, a very low-budget film to begin with, so I'm not surprised. 
this was not considered for Sundance. Uh, that might be a shocker to everybody listening. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to give you audience reviews, good and bad, and then you're gonna, he's going to guess the score of the Rotten Tomatoes. So let's start with the, uh, start with the bad reviews first. This is from Ryan K. I really shouldn't have given it a half star. It was so horrible. I couldn't even maintain focus and kept having to ask what and why things were happening. And why were there random motorcycle scenes and guns? Uh, this is from C. Young K. Another re- reimagining of the genre. More akin to anime than uh, Kurosaki Akira. While I'm all for the current trend that bad direction and mediocre fight choreography make a lackluster film. Uh, Sakaguchi Tak certainly is growing on me, though. Making up for what he lacks in action prowess with charisma. Hopefully, the hinted sequel will be better, but for now, I'll settle for Azumi. Hinted sequel. Azumi. Oh, Azumi is uh, Azumi is um, Fighter, right? another movie. Huh? Oh, he was in Street Fighter. No, no, that's no Azu- That's a uh, Akuma. Akuma. Ah, Azumi is uh, a movie based upon a female Konoichi. I think it's called okay. um, Ninja. Okay. Big, big, big film. Big, big, big film. All right. Uh, let's do good reviews now. This is from Amy P. One of my favorite movies. Talk is so not hard on the eyes and truly makes the movie excellent. Who is Talk again? Uh, that was He's Keanu. White. That was Keanu. Uh, <laughs> he truly makes the movie excellent. I try, to, I try to intend to watch the movie, not because of him, but I would be lying to myself. That might be a translation error. All right, uh, Dirk G, another good review. Bloody love this movie. Very heavy on fight scenes, but they are so fresh and dynamic. Long cuts and big moving arenas for each fight. Cool aesthetic, goth, metal, post-apocalyptic, with bazookas, motorcycles, traditional martial arts weapons, and weird space alien-looking barbecued meat morsels. Disturbing sword of power that throbs like an engorged phallus. Plenty of laughs, kick-arse cinematography, and directing of photography. Soundtrack is mostly metal and suits very well. I forgot to bring up the sword phallus. (laughs) (laughs) Since the beginning, I thought, that's inappropriate. (laughs) And then towards the end, it got more and more inappropriate. It started pulsating, and then there was veins on it. It was a very weird sword. (laughs) All right. So those are the are good. You, are, are, are you like um, imagining it as a penis? I think that was the uh, takeaway. I think that's what they were going for. They were going for the pen fifteen. Pen fifteen is that a is that, is a, that the ten incher or the eight incher? <laughs> well, it seemed more like a fifteen, like a three footer actually. Oh uh, my! It was the yardy. <laughs> <laughs> So those were the good and bad reviews from the audience. You guys want to guess what the audience score is on this movie. Now, this is for the Rotten Tomatoes game. So this is based on Rotten Tomatoes scoring system. If you're not familiar with it, it's an average score from 0 to 100 amongst the audience in this case. 0 to 59 is rotten. 60 to 84 is fresh. 85 and up is certified fresh. So what do you think the audience rated this movie? So, Cowboy, I, you don't mind. I'll go first because I have um, – Watch this far more, and uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, go, hey, go for it, man, go for it. I'm gonna say it's fresh. All right, how fresh? Eighty. 
80. Ooh. I'm going the complete opposite. All right. I put mine up on the screen. I'm going 15. 15. Wow. Okay. All right. So this movie was rated fresh at 68%. Not in my eyes. That's why I went with 15. <laughs> oh, my. All right. This is going to be a weird one to, to do here. Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman. I would not, not put either one of these in this shit film. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, had to, I actually do have some ideas, but go ahead. All right. Yeah, we like to play a little game where we replace characters, uh, uh, actors from movies with Paul Giamatti and Gary Oldman because generally they make films better. So if you had to take somebody out of this movie and replace them with Giamatti or Oldman, who would it be and why? Uh, I would put Oldman as the pop guy and Giamatti as the guy, the old man that died. Oh, the, the, I guess the leader, the Lord Sith yeah. of the, of the, temple. the Lord Sith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's call it the patriarch. I think is what I called. Sure. I don't know. Let's go with that. The elder. All right. What do you, what do you got? Cowboy? Uh, I want to hear what you have to say first. Oh, okay. I have uh, Giamatti as the uh, James Franco guy because he was just he, – he was most comic to me. The guy with the, the, the slicked back hair on the sides and then the pomp in the front. He he was to me the most humorous, so I, I'd have him as the Giamatti. And then uh, for Oldman, uh, it'd be interesting to see him as Tattoo. As a much – as a very frail guy. I was going to say Tattoo for yeah. for, for uh, uh, Gary Oldman. All right. All right, same page. That's that's who I was going to say. But just because, yeah, I don't know. He he just fits that a little better. I, I was going to put Paul Giamatti. is not a big role. But Paul Giamatti in the one of the first fight scenes with James Franco holding that big blade. Oh. <laughs> I see Paul Giamatti holding that big blade. I think maybe his stature would be, well... It would just be more comical okay. to see him holding that big and wielding it and doing that. Yeah. All right. All although, right. although I do agree with you, though, it would be nice to see him put a uh, rocket launcher together. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's do trivia because uh, this movie wasn't very out there in general. There's only one trivia fact, which I already mentioned. Japanese metal band uh, Dern Gray provided the soundtrack for the film. That's it. Also, this was made from a manga beforehand, so this film is actually a reimagining of the actual um, story. All right. Can you tell us what manga stands for? Uh, no. It's just a word. <laughs> it's, it's like asking what does a magazine stand for? It's just, it's, a, it's just what it's called. It's, it's basically a comic book that's written backwards. <laughs> you read backwards. It's- it's just it's just a, it's just like a, it's just a comic that's in Japan. That's it, manga. Yeah, but but you read it from the back to the front, right? In comparison well, to the, traditional books in, no, in the United no. States. In the United States, but that's the thing about it, though. Uh, there there have been books in China and Japan far precede preceding uh, European thought processes. Don't don't they read right to left? Instead yes. of left to right, right, which is why you, so even their newspapers are right to left, correct? Yeah, and up and down, and that's why you start at the back cover of the book and read to the front cover of the book for the mix. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But do you even know what that word is that you just said? 
Uh, Back to front? Reading? No, book. <laughs> he said book. He <laughs> doesn't even thick. know the definition of the word book, and he's using it improperly in a sentence. No, I'm just kidding. He, he did use it properly. I don't know how. I'm pretty sure manga has a lot of illustrations in it, so that's how I is get it, through is it. it. Is, it like, it is, is it like a magazine? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, uh, Money Makes World Go Round. This was not released in theaters, so we have no information here. Next section. Oops. Here's some goofs in the movie. Uh, again, no information. So moving on. We're done. That's the end of the show. <laughs> that was Death Trance from 2005, directed by Yuji Shimoru. Check out our website, ratpackpodcast.com slash spoilers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Spoiler Show. Check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ratpack Productions. Write us via email, spoilers, at ratpack.productions for any questions, opinions, or movie requests. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, so that helps us in the rankings. If you review the show and give us a recommendation, that goes to the top of our list, and you get your movie ahead of all other movies. Thank you, Gerald. So, the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I, I do. I do have to say this: when I die and I'm in a a, a, a casket, uh, can you? Please wrap some chains around it and pull me around <laughs> for a while. I just like to see parts of the world. Yeah. I'll wait a couple decades so that it's lighter so I can carry it around easier. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's merely a flesh wound. Yeah. No, you don't have any flesh left. All right. You bloody arms off, not is it? So, uh, next week, there's a movie coming out called Silk Road. Here's a synopsis of the film. Uh, psychological 20-something Ross Erlbrick creates The Silk Road, a dark net website that sells narcotics, while DA agent Rick Bowden goes undercover to bring him down. So based on this dark web kind of theory, very loosely have I connected it to another movie. Oh, good Lord. This movie comes from 2014. It is a horror mystery. It is called Unfriended. Oh, Okay. Never Is heard it of like this. a slasher? Uh, no. Uh, apparently, it's about somebody takes a computer from somebody, and then the person on the end of the computer is spying on them, or I don't know. I, I very loosely read read the reviews. I, it's apparently it's eligible for spoilers. So ah, great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna watch that next week. So until then. Thanks for hanging out, guys. I hope uh, you watch Death Trance with us. And if not, maybe check it out. But understand, from my perspective, it is a comedy. Above all else, <laughs> don't get too serious. Until next time, I am Adam. I'm Cowboy. Yay, me! <laughs> There's Maestro. Bye! Bye. <laughs> what? What?